Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. In a world of retail doom and gloom, Walmart suddenly shines like a bright star. Its share price up 9% today. In fact, shares up the most in more than seven years. First quarter results beat analyst estimates, Pim. We're going to find out what's driving Walmart and if it's particular to them or if maybe the retail industry overall is doing better than other retailers would have indicated. Yes, well, we got results from American Eagle Outfitters as well as Perry Ellis International. Both shares uh, rallying today after topping first quarter earnings estimates. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I uh, thank you, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. Let us begin with retail because a lot going on there today. You mentioned Walmart up 9% right now. American Eagle surging 18.8%. Urban Outfitters up 13.5%. Perry Ellis International, it is up now by 15.1%. This on a day when the rest of the market is declining. Stocks have paired declines as anxiety eases over the potential for higher rates as soon as next month. Commodity producers are raising losses. Consumer shares extending their advance. Rick Reeder is Global Chief Investment Officer for Fixed Income at BlackRock. And on Bloomberg Television this morning, he told us July is a better bet than June for the next interest rate increase from the Federal Reserve. You've got between now and June, you have Really, the big piece of data, and arguably the only piece of data, of major significance is the payroll report. So you got to watch that. Part of why I think July is more logical. Get through Brexit. Then you get CPI data. Then you get core PC. You get a series of retail sales. You get a good number of data prints, which is why I think it makes sense to wait. A, a respectful fact, there's no press conference in July. They like yeah. to go into the press conference. I don't think they've said it before. Non-press conference meetings are live. Church and Dwight denying that it is engaged in talks with potential acquirers, rebutting reports that had sent the shares surging over the past couple of days. Today, Church and Dwight is up 1.8%. S&P down 9 now, a drop of 5 tenths of 1%. The Dow down 91, a decline also of 5 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 7 tenths of 1%. Gold down 18.80 the ounce, a drop of one percent half percent. 232 on Wall Street. Now we'll look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Egypt's civil aviation ministry says life jackets and plastic items have been found in the sea off Greece, close to the suspected site of today's Egypt Air plane crash. Ahmed Adel is vice president of Egypt Air. We have found the wreckage. We confirmed that the wreckage has been found. And uh, the search and rescue teams are now uh, it's turning into a search and recovery. French President Francois Hollande, speaking to the media in Paris through a translator, said his government is sending planes and ships to support the search efforts. We should express our solidarity with, to the families and also to find out the cause of the catastrophe. Flight 804, an Airbus A320 with 66 people aboard, crashed into the Mediterranean early today while en route to Cairo from Paris. France's lower house of parliament has approved a two-month extension of the state of emergency that was declared after last fall's deadly terror attacks in Paris. The measure is aimed at covering the European Championship soccer tournament and the Tour de France. 
Police have been given more powers to make arrests, and authorities can restrict movement of people or vehicles. One of two men who killed a New York City violinist inside her upstate summer home in 2014 has been sentenced to 25 years to life in state prison. 45-year-old Jonathan Conklin was sentenced yesterday in Chautauqua County. In November, he pleaded guilty to a second-degree murder charge in the slaying of Mary Whitaker. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And we are brought to you by Pershing's Insight 2016 Conference, a must-attend for advisors June 7th through the 9th in Orlando, Florida. Register at Insight2016.com. That's I-N-S-I-T-E 2016.com. Recapping, stocks lower, S&P down 10, a drop of 5 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Walmart beating analyst estimates. Walmart getting good results from its grocery sales, its neighborhood market stores. Is Walmart uh, fighting its way back to being a big winner in the retail space? Or is the struggle to get boost its online sales ultimately going to stand in its way? Scott Mushkin joins us now. He's Senior Retail and Staples Analyst at Wolf Research to weigh in not only on Walmart, but we hope also on Urban Outfitters and more. Thank you for joining us, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Walmart, what is what is the takeaway here? What's What are the key points that everyone should know about Walmart from this earnings report? I mean, I think there, there, there are two, really. One is it's been a dreadful uh, couple weeks in retail land. Uh, most companies have had significant earnings misses. Um, and so I think the idea that you have a company here that's doing okay, you know, earnings were still down year over year. They were just, you know, down less than people anticipated. So so I think that that's good. Um, and I also think there's this idea that maybe, um, maybe that the company is finding its footing. We have deep concerns on that, and we don't think that's really the case if you kind of look through some of the numbers. Um, but Greg Foran, who's the U.S. head now, has been, uh, been here for about a year, he's clearly doing a much better job running this company, and it's showing up. I mean, their in-store conditions are better. The sales are a little stronger. Um, so I think right now Walmart's getting a lot of credit given the environment we're in. Hey, Scott, I'm wondering if you could give us a little detail, a little color on your concerns. So, I mean, I think if you, you know, if you kind of both medium term and long term. So as we look at, at the back half of the year, Pim, Walmart, like I said, Greg's done a good job here. He came in about a year ago and has really got his hands around these operations. They had a terrible in-stock situation, uh, not enough product on the shelf. Um, so he's, re- he's done a good job fixing that. They've had to throw a lot of store labor uh, to get it fixed. Uh, also took inventories down per store. They were terribly overstocked, particularly in their back rooms. As we get to the third quarter of this year, they're going to start cycling through some of these benefits, and they benefited both sales and margins. Um, and so, you know, we worry as they get to the third quarter when they had 30-plus basis points of gross margin improvement. In the fourth quarter, they had 69 basis points of gross margin improvement. Uh, and clearly some sales benefits that the the cycling over some of these things is going to be pretty tough on the company. I think as we look longer term, uh, it's the structure of the super center, and it really goes to Amazon, e-commerce, and just the changing preferences, shopping preferences. And 
a lot of these everyday essentials that Walmart's known for, there's two challenges. Number one, they're not priced cheaper than anyone else anymore. And number two, the propensity to buy those online is rising rapidly. Because let's face it, going to the store, going to a super center to buy a paper towel, that's a chore. And Amazon. We also got a demographic issue, right? I mean, because your customer base is aging out at the top and new customers are coming in that are quite ready to order everything using their phone. Yeah, we had a huge report out called the Amazon Generation talking about the millennials, just uh, what you're talking about, what you're speaking of. And, yeah, they're, they want to buy online. They're used to it. That's what I called it, the Amazon generation. They don't want to spend their time going down to a super center if Amazon's going to deliver it to their house. Um, and for busy households, young households working a lot, uh, Amazon's giving them their time back, and that's incredibly valuable um, because they don't have to do that chore. They can go see Johnny's baseball game on the weekend. So incredible challenges for the super center format as we move forward over you know, over the next couple of years. At some point, does Amazon's business model uh, catch up with it, though, if it can't crush everybody before it has to somehow make its make more money doing what it basically does? Well, I mean, they're starting to make uh, make more money, and um, so we're seeing that already. And I think the and it's a little bit unknowable, but when you take some, and I think this is a really important point. I said it earlier is that when you take time and give it back to people. It's an old-fashioned economics term, but utility. There's literally no utility in going down to buy Tide at a store. If someone's going to deliver that to you, um, they're giving you something so valuable back, they're giving you back your time. And Amazon, we think, is on its way to becoming a horizontal monopoly. Uh, I'm not sure anything can stop it because those trends are so powerful. You have an outperform rating on the shares of Amazon. I just want to get your quick thoughts, if I can, on Home Depot and Lowe's. They reported results this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, both companies, tremendous reports. Um, you know, Home Depot in particular, we think, is gaining a lot of share. Uh, I think the question is, if we slow this economy down, can the housing market still outperform? We think the answer is yes. There's been a lot of underinvestment in the housing stock, and the housing stock has aged a lot. Um, but I think that if there's any concern around the sector is if we turn this economy down, do we, you know, do we see it pull back? We think Home Depot and Lowe's uh, can continue to perform nicely given the consolidation in the industry and the, the, di- the dynamics behind the housing market right now. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Scott Mushkin, he is Managing Director and a Senior Staples Retail Analyst for Wolf Research. Taking a look right now at the shares of Walmart. They are up more than $5 a share. Walmart stock is up more than 9%, trading at $68.91. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Bentley University. Why do time the finances at Converse and managing asset allocations at J.P. Morgan have in common? A business degree from Bentley University because business is everywhere. Prepare here.